Chapter 16. Future History Zuko wakes up feeling refreshed like he hasn't in a long time, and almost happy, which is a strange, unfamiliar sensation in itself. That lasts for about a millisecond before he realizes the rather interesting position he's ended up tangled in with Sokka in their sleep. Ugh! He absolutely does not squeak as he springs back, face flaming and both offense and apologies heavy on his lips. The other boy looks just as embarrassed, but mentally tells Zuko to shut up and take it. It was entirely mutual before any of the words make it out of his mouth, saving them both some dignity. Aang immediately bounces towards them the moment it's obvious Zuko's properly awake and not about to die of shame. So, did it work? His gray eyes are wide and guileless, like he's genuinely concerned. Zuko has to swallow down the immediate urge to snap and remind himself that Aang has so far proven to be nothing like Azula's fake care and desire to seek out weakness. It did. Sokka answers for Zuko, grinning. Gotta admit, Aang, I thought that was some more of the magic spirit bullshit, but it was pretty impressive. Aang's eyebrows furrow. How do you know? He asks Sokka. Oh, uh, we... Still shared a dream? The airbender blinks, startled. Then, it was a nice dream, Sokka says quickly. A really nice dream. Aang looks between them, the questions clear in his eyes. What did Zuko say about a flaming face? At least Aang's gracious enough not to mention how he and Sokka have been practically cuddling in their sleep. Though, what Zuko knows of the airbender at this point suggests that Aang wouldn't have even seen it as something out of the ordinary. It wasn't a nightmare. At least, it was... good. Um, thanks. Zuko forces out, because Aang deserves that much truth for the suggestion at least. Aang beams. That's kind of you, comes the unbidden thought from Sokka, and if it's possible, Zuko flushes even deeper. The air around them is cool with the characteristic breeze of flight, and there's no caldera weather to help disguise the color in his pale skin now. Sokka grins at him, wide and charming, and Zuko hurriedly tries to slap his mental barriers down before that thought escapes. We're going to land soon, Aang tells them. Appa needs rest too. I think he's also shedding too much fur. Zuko perks up a bit. Truly, the lack of nightmares have done him wonders, and he's the most at ease he's ever felt in the last three years. He blames this feel-goodness for the hopeful, childish, question that slips out without filter. What do you do when he sheds? Do you brush him? Sokka laughs at him. Zuko feigns irritation and makes to stomp away, right before Katara accosts him to check on his wound. But it's a real struggle to keep the smile off his lips. And honestly, of all the struggles Zuko's had in his life, this one isn't so bad. Okay, Sokka calls out, balancing into a wide stance and waving his arms to keep them circulating like a waterbender should. Let's try that again. Katara frowns at him from where she stands in a similar stance by the lake. Are you sure? Sokka, you've been going nonstop for two hours. I'm fine. Sokka says dismissively, and tries to change the wave of his hand into something more constructive. The water bubble he conjures arcs through the air in a circle around Katara. Sokka watches it in delight, until it wobbles for a bit, before dissipating in a splash. Aw, man! I thought I had it then! He grumbles. Katara crosses her arms. I'm telling you in my capacity as a water-bending master, not just your sister. 
You're going to burn yourself out, she lectures. Your body doesn't have the same chi paths as a born waterbender, so it needs time to adapt or else you'll burn out. You need a break. You should tell Zuko that, Sokka says. He casts a glance to where the firebender is, closer to the tree line with his back to them. For the last two hours, Zuko's been alternating between watching Katara try to teach Sokka the basics of waterbending and trying to practice his own firebending katas. To Sokka's knowledge, though, Zuko's been working at it since long before he and Katara began, when Aang left to pick some berries. Hey, Zuko, take a break! You're going to burn yourself out! Sokka calls out and is ceremoniously ignored. Katara lets out a quiet sigh behind him. Together, they observe as Zuko aims and executes a high spinning kick, leading with his heel. He follows it with a low sweep and a sequence that by all accounts looks inhuman. The motion, as graceful as it is powerful. Sokka watches the lean muscles of his back and calves ripple with the movement, and has to look away quickly, his face burning. He takes a moment to banish any impure thoughts about just how flexible Zuko is and wow. That is absolutely not appropriate, Sokka. Where had that come from? Sokka would have been mightily concerned that Zuko had heard that thought, but Zuko's single-minded determination in everything he does works in Sokka's favor for once, because Zuko doesn't acknowledge it. Instead, it's Sokka who can feel the edges of frustration and rising anger drifting from Zuko tugging through their soul bond, along with a slew of increasingly self-loathing diatribe that is, frankly, quite concerning to hear. Why can't I firebend? Come on, please, just a little spark. Stupid, useless, weak. Father would be ashamed. Why am I so useless? Uh-oh, fire hazard spotted. Except, you know, there's no actual fire. It should technically be a good thing that their once enemy couldn't use his main weapon any longer. But Sokka honestly thinks they've moved on from that base. Whatever Zuko wants to say about it, and all he can feel is pity at how hard Zuko is working, and how futile it seems to be despite it. The firebender moves through in the next thrust-kick combo, his phoenix plume flying behind him. Sokka's familiar enough with being on the other side of that particular move to know that there should definitely be some flames rising from his fist, but all Zuko manages to produce is a baby spark. Zuko lets out a roar that would be almost scary if Sokka wasn't just the slightest bit used to it by now then abruptly sways a little on his feet. That's when Sokka notices that the firebender's breathing way too hard for it to be normal. Sokka has just enough time to exchange a look of alarm with Katara before Zuko drops to his knees in front of them, panting. A pale hand rises to cover the center of his chest where Sokka knows the lightning wound is. Zuko! All thoughts of further training fly out of Sokka's mind as he runs towards the other boy. This close, he realizes that Zuko is trembling all over shivering despite the heat emanating from his skin. Sokka hovers by, pulled by a strong urge to touch and offer comfort. He blames it on the soul bond. What else can it be? But hesitating out of respect for the upset firebender's space. Katara, in her healer mode, seems to have no such compulsions. What did I say about not pushing yourself? She scolds as she reaches for him, eyes on the center of his chest. But Zuko flinches away from her touch and returns a glare. Katara wordlessly acquiesces and allows her glowing hands to hover without touching, as she begins to check on Zuko. She doesn't rip into Zuko as she would other stubborn patients, but she does up her own scowl to match his. Sokka would not want to be on the receiving end of those judgy eyes. Nope. It takes a moment, but Zuko eventually looks away too. I need to get my fire back, he mutters scowling. 
and it's not going to happen if I just sit around and slack off. But you haven't been slacking off, Katara reminds him patiently. You've been working since sunup. Sokka reaches out one hand, the movement slow and deliberate, to clearly telegraph his intentions, and inwardly cheers when Zuko allows it to land on his right shoulder. At the touch, some of the tension seems to leave the firebender's body, along with a lengthy exhale. Sokka takes a chance and gently squeezes Zuko's shoulder in an impromptu massage. Zuko doesn't stiffen up and kick him away, so Sokka takes that as an invitation to continue. Do you think it's because of me? Sokka asks quietly, giving voice to a guilty thought he's been carrying since the collapse of Wan Chi Tong's library. It can't be a coincidence that I can waterbend just as Zuko loses his firebending. Maybe there's some kind of power transfer in the bond? Both Katara and Zuko look at him like they haven't considered the possibility before. It's possible, I guess, Katara says, but nothing we read suggested this would happen. There wasn't much information on the soul bond, Sokka pointed out. But I could still firebend after all the stuff that went down at the North Pole, Zuko reminds them. I only started to struggle at the library. He trails off. Sokka holds in a wince at the sharp pang of pain echoing through their soul bond. He remembers Azula's cold eyes and calculating smile as she taunts her brother, and is suddenly extremely glad that he had Katara as a sister, as much as they irritate each other sometimes. At least hurting each other doesn't run in the family, the way Zuko seems to. Looking at the way current Zuko's features are pulled down in a fierce scowl, Sokka can't help but compare to the peaceful version of him in the dream they'd shared at the Turtle Duck Pond. It was strange to see the firebender so calm and gentle. Zuko had even smiled at one point as he rescued Turtuk, right cheek dimpling, and Sokka had felt his heart just melt through his shoes. Uh-oh. Dangerous line of thinking. Abort! Abort! Thank the spirits, Zuko had seemed too swept up in his own storm of thought to have heard Sokka's. Zuko's frowning at the ground now, mind unprotected, and just a little prod tells him there's a lot of things they aren't addressing that lie under the stormy surface, things that Sokka himself is dying to ask. What's Zuko's plan now? What does he intend to do? Is he still after Aang? Does he still think Jerklord Ozai is right? But really... Sokka thinks that Zuko himself doesn't really know the answers. The pattern of the firebender's life so far suggests he doesn't seem to think very far ahead, opting for improvisation as opposed to Sokka's preference for careful planning. And truth be told, Sokka's afraid asking all those questions will trigger Zuko in the worst ways, back to being their all-out enemy. This is something Zuko needs to explore and come to himself. More than anything, Sokka's started to realize how achingly lonely Zuko feels. He's always had Katara to count on. Katara to back him up. With Katara came Aang. Zuko is just... alone. It doesn't sit well with Sokka's squishy little heart, to see the firebender more moody than normal, so Sokka tugs his shoulder again. Okay, so maybe you can't firebend right now, but you can still fight hand to hand. Wanna go around? Sokka? Katara starts. I said he needs to... Rest. I know, but let's be real. Zuko is way too stubborn to listen to any of us, Sokka says, shooting the firebender an amused look. He thinks he knows the firebender well enough to say this with great confidence. Zuko bristles, but doesn't deny it. He's just going to keep training the moment we look away. Might as well join him so he doesn't hurt himself. 
At least this way, maybe Zuko would tire himself out enough to be able to sleep. Stop talking about me as if I'm not right here, Zuko complains, but doesn't resist any further. Sokka grins as he pulls himself to his feet, wobbling only slightly. Though her eyes are wary, Katara steps back in clear permission. Ready to get your ass kicked, Water Tribe? It's a light jibe with no malice, a long way from where they had been the first time in the tiny village Sokka called home. That's surprising language coming from a prince, Sokka comments, readying himself. Zuko snorts. I lived on a boat with sailors for three years. I assure you that's just the bare minimum. Well then, Sokka let his grin widen into something decidedly more lethal. Show me what you got, jerkbender. Did he imagine it? Or did those golden eyes flicker to his lips? Sokka barely has time to process that thought before Zuko is charging towards him almost too fast to track. Too fast for Sokka to launch a sneak attack. They meet each other in an explosive clash in the middle, and their hand-to-hand -hand match begins. Sokka gets his ass thoroughly kicked. It's so bad that he can't even muster up the slightest bit of denial. Wise men knew to admit when they were beaten, after all. They're both lying on the ground now, out of breath and completely sore in Sokka's case. It had been almost like a dance more than a spar, the way they'd moved seamlessly and read into each other's motions. The soul bond had been unexpectedly useful and that it helped Sokka predict Zuko's movements before they came, so he'd lasted longer than usual, but it was still very clear who'd won that round, and several rounds after that, too. Well, Sokka gasps, I guess I... Do kinda need a little bit more practice at hand to hand. Though his pride is a little bit hurt, looking over at Zuko who is lying on his side, limbs a lot looser than before they'd started out, makes Sokka privately think it had been worth a few bruises. You weren't bad, Zuko offers, breathing hard too. You've improved since the last time we fought. Sokka groans. It'll be embarrassing if I didn't. That was such a low bar. You're being too hard on yourself. Excuse me? Sokka asks incredulously, shifting to his own side so that they're directly facing each other. Are you listening to yourself right now? World's biggest hypocrite. You had no one to train with, right? Zuko points out, from what I saw of your memories, you learned to fight on your own. Of course your fighting skills would be utterly dismal. Hey! Sokka squawks. I wasn't that bad. Hmm. What's that supposed to mean, huh? Not all of us grow up honed for war. Zuko's face immediately tightens. For someone whose facial expressions consist of mostly scowls and not much else, the firebender's ridiculously easy to read. In that way, Zuko and Aang are quite similar. Sokka wonders how much trouble that expressive face got Zuko into back in the Fire Nation. He's seen some of it in Zuko's memories, hasn't he? Really, though, Sokka hastens to say, trying to steer this conversation back to safer ground. That was a good fight, buddy. Uh, thanks. You too. To Sokka's delight, Zuko offers him a hesitant upward tilt to his lips, one that could be called a smile if Sokka wanted to stretch the definition of one. And Sokka did want to. You should smile more often, you know, he tells Zuko unthinkingly. It looks good on you. What? Sokka's eyes widen at the same time as golden eyes do, its owner flushing. Um, Zuko says, 
but he's interrupted by Sokka's wild ramblings. Uh, okay, that sounded weird. Sokka. Can we just pretend I didn't say that? Wipe the last ten seconds. Sokka. I always blurt out the stupidest things. I really didn't mean anything by it. Sokka! Zuko cuts in loudly, and Sokka's mouth snaps shut. It's fine. Um, I tend to say dumb stuff out loud, too. Hey! So I'm not judging. Um, pale skin flushes a pretty pink. Thank you, I guess. This time, there's no mistaking the small smile Zuko directs his way. It's fleeting and embarrassed, and just a little bit shy and something in Sokka's chest just skips. Then begins to beat the same way it did when Yue had laughed with him, back under the light of the full moon, when they had been surrounded by beautiful ice skyscrapers, and first-time flutters and... Oh. Oh. Oh no. Spirits! Sokka is so, so screwed. Amid Sokka's miniature crisis and the high-quality faffing he's got going on around after a rather confused, blissfully oblivious Zuko, after, they manage to avoid talking about the next plans and serious important things that need talking about. Instead, they discuss much cooler things, like why firebenders tend to be physically strong. We augment our kicks with firebending. That's how we can break metal, Zuko tells them. And the difference between the three bending forms they have in their midst. It's comfortable and companionable, and the group even manages to make a good dinner out of the berries Aang managed to find. It isn't long from then before Katara's wrangling both her brother and Zuko to sleep. Yep, no time to talk at all. Tomorrow. Sokka thinks, as he watches the firebender's breath begin to slow. The soul bond a happy little hum between them. Tomorrow we talk about the important stuff. Of course, the very next day... The team forces of Azula and Jiao sweep in upon them like starving birds of prey, and all Sokka can think is, I should have known fucking better.